Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got to turn that button on. That'll help. Hey, what's that button for? All right, over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got to remember how to do this again. Uh, in the studio, guess what? It's your time. That's right. It's time. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. We are going to go fully interactive for the next 24 minutes. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement bet on it. The Edmonton Oilers have won four straight. They're 3-0 and on the road. They just beat the Calgary Flames 3-2 in uh, Cowtown on Saturday night. Stuart Skinner, two great starts on the road. One in St. Louis. Uh, one in Calgary. No question about it. A real exciting storyline. No, I don't think we have a goalie controversy because I think you need two good goaltenders to play in the uh, Western Conference with the travel. But I'd like to know what you think right now. What do you like? Are you concerned about anything or things kind of... And by the way, do you ever think just some days you got gifted from the gods if you're an Oilers fan? Watching 97 and 29 on a nightly basis. I mean, the start that Connor McDavid has had this year, it's been, you know what, Brendan, you know what I notice? Like, if the Oilers were sitting here and the record was three and six instead of six and three and winning four straight games, the phone lines would be lit up. The phone lines would be lit up and guys would be, you know, this guy, ah. I mean, I, I was surprised there were some critical text Ken Holland's way. The team is in a good spot here. Now, this is an important homestand. The Oilers get Nashville tomorrow, New Jersey on Thursday, Dallas on Saturday. Okay? And it's a real important home stand for Dylan Holloway. He's got to get some traction going here because, in my opinion, if he's playing under eight minutes a game like he did against the Flames on Saturday, if that continues, I wonder if the organization looks to go down a different path. So, you, uh, anyhow, you can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. And you can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. 
at uh, 7804960063. We do want to remind you, Japanese Village uh, is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff have multiple locations in Edmonton to look after you. We drop the puck right here, right now, with Woody on line number one. Hi, Woody. It's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. What do you think? Well, I, you know, I I like what you're saying about Holloway, but I also think the owner's got to give him a little more opportunity. I know after his, he got hurt, he came back and he's played limited minutes. But when he plays with skill, he's still not afraid to handle the puck, even when he's playing with McDavid. That's what I really like about him, is he's got a lot of confidence when he has the puck and he doesn't seem to panic. Yeah, that's My, it. It's an interesting perspective to have. I mean, there's something there with the player. Now, what would you do in that, like, here's why I think this is an important week for Holloway. You're at home. Jay Woodcroft controls the matchups at home. He can probably get Holloway out there. Like, when you're on the road, you want to make sure you're covered. You know what I mean? Right now, Holloway's playing mostly with Devin Shore and Derek Ryan. There might be an opportunity to splice in some other players. And I and that's what I mean. And, no disrespect intended, Nashville's going to be a tough team to take care of here. Um, it won't be easy against New Jersey. They've played pretty well here of late. Dallas is is always a competitive team, but these aren't like St. Louis and Calgary. They're different types of teams, and I just wonder whether or not there's an opportunity there to make it happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, though, I still think he's he's mature enough and big enough that I think he can play third line. I'd like to see him myself with McLeod and PRV. I think he'd be a better fit than Fogel. No slice on Fogel because I think he's played really well. I just think the upside of Holloway and the offensive is a little better. I want to touch on their defense. I, I, I'm really concerned with their defense more than anything else. I think we have good puck-moving defensemen. I really like Niemalainen, but he is does have his shortcomings. Bouchard frustrates me more than any other player because I know his offensive ability and his passing is incredible. But sometimes he just doesn't seem to want to commit to the physical game because I still, on that goal that Lucic set up from behind the net, yeah. I yeah. thought it was a very soft play by Bouchard. Uh, I th- you know what? There's a lack of urgency at times in Bouchard's game that drives some people and some coaches nuts. Um, you clearly have an aptitude for the game. I would say patience with Bouchard is paramount. You look at the five-on-five scoring last year. He was the 11th highest scoring defenseman in the league at even strength five-on-five. Oh, definitely. I, I don't give up on him at all. No, no, I'm just saying. We had a, we had a guy think- last week that wanted to trade Bouchard. I just about... I was just like, really? You want it like a guy in an entry-level deal? You want to move that guy who, like, I think Evan Bouchard, realistically, when he takes over the power play on a full-time basis, I think Evan Bouchard has a chance to be a 55- or 60-point defenseman in the NHL. I think he has a chance to be a 70-point defenseman. I think his offense is good, and he gets shots through, and he he gets shots through the net. That's key. All right. Good Thank point. you, Bob. Thanks, Woody. 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is open. Dan in Windsor is going to join us on line number five. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Uh, great show. Love it. Um, and uh, first time caller here. Um, yep. I just want to give a little bit of credit to uh, Mr. Holland. Um, you know, if you compare our lineup with uh, what the Leafs have, for example, and all the talk in Leafs Nation, I mean, I'm in Windsor, I'm in Ontario, and you know they're going crazy over here, um, but you look at what he's what he's done with bringing in Kane at a reasonable number, bringing in Hyman at a reasonable number. CC's been fantastic. All these little additions that aren't busting our cap um, it's just it's just been awesome. And uh, one other thing I want to mention is just in regards to Pulleyarvi. 
Um, I've been a proponent of keeping them on the, in the lineup, letting them grow. But I, I don't know now. This year, from what I see, I just I, I just don't know if he's got it, unfortunately. Well, he's now 24, and he's now $3 bucks. Like, when he was on an entry-level deal, I had all the time in the world to watch the guy grow and work his way up the lineup. Even last year, you know, I think he was uh, sub $2 million, but now he's a $3 million player, and I think the standard gets risen. I just want to circle back to what you said. Like, Hyman, uh, Brad Holland was a, a guy that tipped me off on Hyman. It was the year in the Canadian bubble, and Hyman came in here, and the Leafs played the three games against Edmonton in five days, and Zach Hyman was the best player on the ice. And at that time, it was like, I'm not sure Toronto can afford to, to pay this guy what he's worth, and he's what the Oilers need. I think Zach Hyman has been, you know, a godsend for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, you look at their top five forwards, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, I'll put that up against anybody's top five forwards in the NHL. And 100%. part of it is the way Hyman plays. Like he's, I, I will also tell the listeners, the guy is just, he's a consummate pro to deal with. He's just a high energy, positive guy. He's the type of guy that, you know, and he's got relentless work ethic on the ice. So Hyman and Brad Holland knew him because Brad Holland used to work in the Maple Leafs organization. On on Kane, uh, that worked because I because of McDavid and Drysaddle. Frankly, that helped get Evander Kane. And and Kane's been he's he's a little bit snake bit offensively. He's going to break out at some point because he tends to be a streaky scorer. The guy that surprised me was Cece. I didn't realize. I'll be honest. When I saw CC in auto, I was like, all right, the guy was really good offensively in junior. What's his game? Like, it doesn't look like he's going to be a, a power play guy. I couldn't believe how good he was in the second half of last season. Like, I couldn't. And, and he, I mean, he's had one poor game out of nine games this year. Like, he's just a really solid. Def- so those were, and even even trading for Kulak, and, I'm, and here's where I'm going to give you a little tease. Sometimes the subtle additions are made. Like, you know, they were discussing Kulak, and there was a guy uh, that got moved by Seattle, and Edmonton was in on that guy, Jeremy uh, Luzon. And they were, you know, targeting sort of that, and they, the going price was a second-round uh, second pick. And I think we all saw how effectively Kulak played. And I think the Oilers have two more kind of subtle type of moves at some point during the year. One for a forward, one for a defenseman. The forward maybe sub two million. The defenseman sub three million. The team that's got the D is going to have to eat half the money on the D. But I'm with you. I think that you know it's it's funny. I get that like people are like oh why did he give Campbell five million Dan like they're like why did he get you know he's got Skinner. But you know what Bob? You know what? Look at um, Anderson, Freddie Anderson. We started with Toronto. It was five times five, I believe. Exact yep. same contract. Yep. And and the first couple months, they were going crazy. Ended up working out to be a great goalie for Toronto. I'm not worried about Campbell yet. I, I'm, not worried about, I'm not worried about Campbell at all. I'm totally comfortable no. with Campbell. No, especially with Skinner. And, and, and if you look at CC, I think it was Brian Lawton on your show said it best. He's like, guys, he's like, you're not losing Larson. He was what you're losing is the differential between Larson and Cece. And it was a million dollars cheaper. And it turned out that I don't even think there is a, a differential really between the two defensemen. They're both they, they were both great for us. Well, uh, Larson's actually one of the, Larson and Carson Susi, nudge nudge wink wink, sub three million dollar a year defenseman um, from Irma, Alberta. 
Uh, I'm watching Seattle on a fair day. Those, those guys are keeping their head away. They're, all their forwards are like Matty Beneers. We go, oh, he's the best rookie in the NHL. He's minus eight. Like, you know, it's it's kind of funny. But And I know some people hate plus minus as a stat, but you look at Larson and Susie, Those Like last year, Larson was a minus. Susie was a plus. If Susie's a plus two years in a row, that has me intrigued in Seattle because it makes it now. Even if he's in a third-pairing role, how would he look with Barry if Nima Linen can't grab it here, or if Broberg is? And, and we're going to know at some point during the year. Like I think you got to give both those guys the chance. But no, I'm with you. I, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and by the way, you're in Maple Leafs country right now. What, yep. Is there a sense of panic right now at all, or are people like, ah, relax? They started this way last year. I texted a good friend of mine half an hour ago, and he said, you know, he actually wasn't worried. He goes, it's 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. He goes, not that bad. You know, it's we can recover from this. And and so, but, I mean, the media is going nuts for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the way they lost their games, and it's the, the team, the quality of opponents yes. that they lost to. Yeah. So it just feels a little bit different this year. I, I don't know. We'll, well, how, we'll about see, Mitch again, how, how about Mitch Marner saying, you know, we're, we're going to get things, you know, they knew they were going to play Anaheim next after the loss against L.A. He's like, don't worry, we got, you know, we got this. And then they turn around and lose in overtime to Anaheim. We had one win all season. So Yeah, I mean, and Marner being a winger at $11 million and, and the Tavares uh, being in his 30s, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't add up to me. So I'm just happy with the way the others have kind of uh, well, good for you, Dan. a little bit with the cap. So. All right, thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for the time, Bob. See you bet. Let's go to Chris, who's been patiently waiting. 780-496-0063. Oilers now. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you today? Good. What do you think? Oh, uh, well, you know what? I've been... It's been a nice uh, start uh, or a nice first month to start. Yeah, a little, little bit slow and like it's been uh, like with just like the losing or not getting the first goal in the first games. But you know now that it kind of feels like they're kind of getting into their rhythm now. It's nice seeing that you know what there's no quit on uh, on any games you see right now. I mean. I don't know for me, like Hyman might be the best guy I've been seeing right now. Like there's nobody that seems to be when it comes to both sides, like no one is ever going to outwork Hyman in any scenario as far as what I see. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny and it's funny because I'm going to tie it back to Toronto. Because they ran off like like Mike Babcock and he and Mike shouldn't have done what he did with with Mitch Marner right where he asked Mitch Marner to rate us. I I don't agree with that. Uh, that was a poor move. But Mike Babcock Mike Babcock can coach. If you can win a national championship at the University of Lethbridge, you can coach. Right, like he he can coach, and they don't even have a program anymore. All right, and so he, you know, he's been successful every step in the journey. Maybe some people would say he got a little bit full of himself, but he believed in Hyman. Like that was the biggest advocate for Zach Hyman, and what and what are the characteristics that Hyman would have? Well, he has a relentless work ethic, and he isn't entitled. Okay. Yep. No, for sure. And when you watch the Leafs sometimes, you wonder, I personally wonder whether or not there's a sense of entitlement with some of the guys on that team. Well, I, can, I, can I add on that for sure. a second, Bob? Because, I don't know, like, the way I saw how t- Toronto has looked this uh, weekend, especially with L.A. and Anaheim, it looks very similar to the team two years, no, three years ago now that got Mike Babcock fired. And you know what? There's 
fans and media out there that will be like, you know, who uh, points he was out coached and stuff. But in the end, he's right about where the team was going. Like a team that's unfortunately too soft on the puck and not hard enough to play against. Like you look at the team that's, that's built up from Edmonton right now. Like you've got a Hyman now, you've got a Vander Kane. Like you've got guys that are harder to play against. I mean, look at what Calgary's done now with the guys like Huberdo and Kadri and Uyghur. And like, you can see the difference in these teams. Uh, I, I think and it's almost of, like they're taking a step backwards in Toronto. That's just my thought. I, I would suggest that most of the listeners would agree with you. I just look at the, you can't even compare the Oilers and, and, and the Leafs playoff wise. I mean, just just so people are aware of this, Austin Matthews is a great player. He's one of the three or four best players in the National Hockey League. He has 33 points, as does Marner. They both have 33 points in 39 playoff games in their NHL career. Now, granted, they played some good teams, but they had 33 points in 39 games in the playoffs. McDavid had 33 and 16, and Drysaddle had 32 and 16, and Leon couldn't even skate. He couldn't even walk. He walked past Jack. He lipped past Jack and me the day after Game Six, the victory in Los Angeles. He was getting treatment in the morning before the media availability, and I looked at him and I looked at Jack and Leon looks at me and goes, "Yeah, I'll be playing Game Seven. Like he, because the look <laughs> on our face was there was no blank and way he was going to be able to play. He's like, "I'm playing Game Seven. Like he, he, and and so now and and what used to frustrate me was some, not all, but some of. There was a couple people that would target McDavid and Drysaddle for the failure of the Oilers a couple of years ago. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They haven't built a good enough team around them. Well, now you had a Hyman, and now you had a Kane, and you still got Nugent Hopkins. Who else has that top five forwards in the league? Who else has five forwards as good as that? And each guy's a little bit different. Nugent Hopkins can do a lot of different things. He's really good in the special teams. And he's an excellent complimentary winger when he's playing with McDavid. McDavid and Tricettle yep. are now driving their own lines, right? Like, Leon does not play with Connor 5-on-5 five five anymore. And then you have Hyman, who's just got this relentless energy and work ethic. And Kane's a little bit more streaky, but he has yep. a degree of belligerence, Chris, that the Oilers needed. They needed a bit of that, ah, uh, what's, 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 Swagger, the is edge, that the... and the the swagger, the edge, like that point to kind of cross the line, but not go over too much, where you're hurting the team. Which is unfortunately going back to Toronto was the case where Kadri was going over the line too much, where it cost him two suspensions in back to back playoffs. Yeah. And unfortunately, it got to the point where they couldn't. They decided, okay, it's too much. We can't. Uh, we can't keep him anymore. But like, it was. It's just yeah. not going to work. It's it's an interesting dichotomy. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's one twenty three in Edmonton. We'll come back uh, with the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown, and then we're going to bang off a bunch of your texts. You're listening to Oilers now. It's pretty good, man. This McDavid fella. I think maybe they're a little bit afraid of Connor down in Calgary. He's kind of had their numbers. 28 career goals in the regular season of the playoffs against the Flames. By the way, you want a stat here? A stoffer stupid stat? It ain't stupid. It's crazy. You want a wild stat? The Oilers play the Nashville Predators tomorrow. Leon Dreisaitl 
has 13 goals in his last six games against Nashville. Last year, he got a hat-trick and a two-goal game against the uh, Preds. And the year he won the MVP, 1920, the Oilers played the Preds six time, or three times. Drysaddle had a four-goal game and two two-goal games. <laughs> so he's got a four-goal game, a three-goal game, and three two-goal games in five of his last six games against Nashville. That is crazy. The Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown's hurting. His beloved Alberta Golden Bears missed the playoffs. They beat UBC on Saturday, but they needed uh, Manitoba to lose to Regina. Regina was up 26-20 at the half and pulled all their starters. So Manitoba made it. Uh, the Bears started the year 2-1, and one, but only won one of their final five games. They lost their starting quarterback. Uh, of course, the Edmonton Elks, the other team that Trent played for, missed the playoffs with a 4-13 and 13 mark. Here we go. The orders are relatively healthy at the NHL level. Uh, Tyler Benson is technically on LTIR. Uh, when he comes off, he'll likely be going down to uh, Bakersfield. Speaking of Bakersfield, Justin Bailey is signed on an AHL deal. He's still rehabbing in Edmonton about 10 days from now. He will go down to Bakersfield. Vincent DeHarnay is a uh, possible play in this week. Uh, this past weekend, the Oilers had, let's see, they had uh, Philip Broberg play his first game of the season along with Carter Savoy and Matthias Yamark. The general manager of the farm team in Bakersfield, Keith Gretzky, will join us tomorrow at 135 in Oilers Now. Uh, Daniel in Calgary says, I'm loving the intelligent conversations that are taking place in the call-in line. Bob, as an Oilers fan down in Calgary, all I seem to hear about is how Edmonton's a horrid city to live in and play in, but when it comes to having a conversations about the pros and cons about the Flames, everybody says, we'll be the top team just because we'll be. Hmm. You know, I there's no need to denigrate another market. I used to work with a guy whose whole stick was Calgary sucks. I want the Flames to be good. I want Vancouver to be good. I just want Edmonton to beat them when they play them because I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I also want the Flames to get a new building because it's going to help make them more competitive long term. But I want the province to dully out the same amount of cash if they're going to help support that building uh, and send the same amount of money our way to Edmonton. And by the way, the provincial contribution to Rogers Place was none. Just file that one away. All's fair in love and war. So uh, usually if if you're an on-air sportscaster and your whole shtick is denigrating another market, you're akin to a comedian that tells fart jokes. That's all the juice you got. Tells you something. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and uh, Terrell Spritzer coming up from the Junior Hockey Prospects League to talk to us about a new initiative that's taking place. This is Oilers Now.